Welcome to Reach Out Radio. Our mission is to share stories of those members in our community and their journey to Jesus. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and OrchardChurch.life. Share us with a friend, and don't forget to tell someone about Jesus today. Good afternoon. I have a special guest today. His name is Brian Minter. Say hi, Brian Minter. Hello there. <laughs> that was good. Uh, what's your involvement uh, at church? Wow, you get right right to it. Um, my involvement at church is uh, in a couple of different, I guess, arenas. The first, we both serve as deacons in the deacon ministry. We're, uh, we're senior deacons. And that means not only do we kind of shepherd the deacon structure and the, the families within our church, but we also uh, like to walk alongside our lead deacons as well. And then I also serve in full armor, which is, um, you know, kind of the security team surrounding the church facility uh, in that area. And then, gosh, what else do we do? You, know, oh, so you play on the worship team. I, that's right. I play on the worship team, play some guitarra once in a while. and uh, Toca la guitarra. Yes. Oh, and he's married. We're married. Yes, we're married. That's right. <laughs> we are indeed married. Wedded. <laughs> okay. okay. So anyways, um, one of the things I thought I have to keep him on track here, or he'll spiral, is um, I was trying to do like an episode on stats. So tell me what you think when I tell you these stats. Okay. And I'm going to throw them off the cuff. Yeah. And I, I'm interviewing Brian Minter today, who is a multifaceted man with lots of stories. So uh, we're going to unpeel those stories a little bit at a time. That's right. You will not get them all in one sitting, I can assure you. <laughs> but um, so I was doing some research and the Center for Bible Engagement ran a study. Okay. And they interviewed about 40,000 Americans ages 8 to 80 years old. And here's what they found. If you engage your Bible once a week or kind of like church service once a week, it doesn't really make a huge impact on your life. Now, before I give more stats, what's your take on that, Brian? So to reiterate then, what you're saying is that they took a survey and they're saying that the those folks that are engaged only once a week in their Bibles don't see a change in their life you're saying is that yeah that's okay. what that's kind of said it even said two to three times a week was like a ripple but not a huge impact wow yeah that's kind of shocking right yeah that's interesting yeah and then it said when it hits four times a week that's the boom shakalaka moment four times a week okay so i'm a psych major right okay and um we always have the saying that um Correlation does not imply causation. That's a fancy way of saying that sometimes the things go together. They may not be accountable for that result. So in other words, I'm thinking uh, that those folks that are reading their Bibles, you know, four or more times a week are probably also involved in an active, uh, you know, youth group. If they're the younger ones, you said it was from what, eight to 80? Eight to 80. Uh, or the, you know, the older folks, older being us, right, whatever, uh, adults and such that are also reading four times a week are probably also involved. So I'm, I'm going to say that these are probably folks that are the ones that are reading their Bible four times a week are probably the ones that are also going to church, um, you know, regularly and in, actively involved in their ministry. But I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, I think one of the things is we sometimes think we have to read our Bible and understand it. And uh, during last service, I think Pastor Jim mentioned that, you know, you read the word and then the word reads you. 
Oh, is that? Yeah. Oh right? man, that was profound. You know, in fact, yes. So what he said was, um, kind of paraphrasing is, you know, he said, you start with what the Bible tells you and then you extract it, take it into what was said, when it was said, why it was said and how, you know, what it means as opposed to kind of working outwardly in. And, and, and then you kind of, when you say you have this concept of like, I, that you want to prove to be true. And then you work that and you make the Bible kind of, you twist the phrasing. I don't know the scriptures and such, but yeah, I know it was really, it was profound the way he said it, you know, that the truth is from the word of the Bible. And then you, you work from there. Yeah. So when I think about that concept, then if you think about it, just opening your Bible, it doesn't mean you have to understand everything and have it, you know, be revealed to you. Then it's just the fact you're in the word and that phrase in the word means that when you open up your heart and you're susceptible to allowing Christ to work in your life, then that's when the change happens. So in the study, you know, if you think about going to church, that's once a week, there's one point, right? And it's not about points, obviously, but, and then, you know, you open the word once or twice a week, there's three shots there. If you're in a Bible study, four shots, if you start serving. And so when it says after four times a week, then check this out. The feeling of being lonely drops by 30%. He did say that. He, he said, you know, if you're lonely, find, find, you will find that if you serve, your anxiety, your depression, your loneliness will quickly disappear. Frankly, because you won't have any time to think about it, right? If you serve in, a, in any, uh, you know, decent church or what have you, there's going to be things to do and you're going to, you're going to be busy. And I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. And then anger issues, they said drop by 32%. That's kind of crazy, right? Wow, anger issues. And this is if they are reading their Bible regularly. On average, the study did four times a week. It said bitterness in relationship issues dropped 40%. It listed alcohol and drug use drops by 57%. Why do you think that is? Wow. Well, let's assume that if you're reading the Bible that many times a week, you're you're subscribing, right? The, you know, you're you're subscribing to the word, meaning you're you're buying in. Um, and if you're adhering to that word, then yeah, you're probably, you know, you're you're chasing a spiritual lifestyle, uh, a sober lifestyle, uh, a Christ-like lifestyle. And I'm thinking now too, as as we talk about this, maybe like prisoners in jail, how they're given the Bible. I wonder if there's a distinct those that read their Bibles regularly. I wonder if there's a distinct difference in in their. That would be interesting to ask, like, prison fellowship ministries, what they see. Um, uh, There's more. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops by 60%. Wow. Yeah. And uh, this gets crazier. Viewing pornography drops by 61%. That's substantial. And so you're saying, uh, just to clarify, this study is, um, you said what, 40,000 Americans? 40,000 Americans, and it's the Center for Bible Engagement. And this was done a few years ago. I can get more stats and try to find more current stuff. But one of the things they were saying is that uh, verse memorization helps clear mm. the mind and and allow for a cessation of other things. And so in the process of being in the Word, the, the viewing of pornography drops like 61%, which is kind of crazy. And, you know, that reminds me of the word. Another word that Pastor Jim said yesterday was application, right? Applying the word. And so when you talk about memorizing verses and using those verses in times of stress or duress or just flat out temptation during the day, if you've got a verse in your, in your mind and you're, you know, you're using it as your kind of go to, I can definitely see how that's going to help you, right? To have that weapon. Oh, yeah. And then the, the spreading, sharing your faith jumps up 200%. 
a desire to disciple others jumps up 230%. So obviously there is power in the word of God. 100%. But it's interesting to see it in numerical quantification. Right? Is that weird? No, I'm a numbers guy. There's powers in numbers, right? If you can sit there and say that, gosh, you know, 61% of, of uh, you know, pornography viewage goes down, viewage, I don't know, uh, usage, whatever, goes yeah. down uh, 61%. That's that's substantial. But, I mean, look, um, I didn't really read the Bible myself, really read it until just a few years ago. And I don't know how you can read the Bible and not get hit in the face with this you know, huge cold water of reality that, I mean, yeah, if you read your Bible and you, then you, you have an understanding for what the, what God expects of you and what the world should, uh, uh, how you should go about your daily life. So question for you as a male, um, going through this, this life, uh, how did you, your involvement in church slowly progress? Did you go to church because your family took you there first did you go to the church because you had like-minded friends there? Like what was, you know, what drew you in and what pulled you into getting more involved? What was the actual point that, that made a difference for you? Where, where I personally subscribed to the. Well, cause I don't remember being the one. Was I the one that took, that said, Hey, let's go to church. I think we both were at a, so we were both raised Catholic, right? And, you know, kind of cultural Catholics. It's what we knew. And we went through, I think, the first few years of our marriage. We weren't really actively practicing any faith other than just being sort of cultural Christians, right? And um, and then we, I think we decided at some point, look, we need to get involved in a church. And we, we went to Maranatha in San Diego. And um, that's a you know, whole other story. Uh but it was under the, you know, kind of the instruction of Pastor Ray Bentley that I really started to fall in love with the Bible, with the, with the story, with the, uh, the gospels. And, and he really made it just, he made it come alive. And I just, I had never heard the, the word, uh, like he taught it. And that, that's when I was, you know, hook, line, and sinker, as they say, I, I, I was on board. I mean, I think I remember finding myself on Saturdays being like, Oh my gosh, tomorrow's church. I can't wait. Like, that's crazy. I've never looked forward to church before. It was it was cool. But when I think about it, I don't think you did any men's group there, did you? We did, uh, gosh, I feel like we did a Bible study of some sort. I think I did a men's Bible study, and we did a couple of campouts. We moved, so we were we were active with that church for about a year, and then we moved uh, north uh, to Temecula, and then you know that's when we came across the Orchard Church, and you know that's a whole other journey of amazing. Uh, you know, uh, that's a whole other chapter that's exciting to share, but that's when my faith really took a, a, you know, grew exponentially. So would you say like as a man in your engagement in church, what was the most, um, what drew you in the quickest? Was it a breakfast? Was it a Bible study? Was it one person in particular? You know, how did, how did that engagement pull you in? I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah. So you're talking about like from a ministry standpoint or... Sure. Like, how did you get connected? How did I get connected? Um, I'll be honest, you know, there wasn't, you know, the word fellowship was not something I grew up with. I, did, I just didn't know what that meant. So, And for I, someone who doesn't know what fellowship means, define it. Yeah, fellowship is essentially, you know, the coming together of, of brothers and sisters in Christ that are making themselves vulnerable and, and just walking alongside each other and, you know, sharing. I like to use the word raw or gritty. 
you know, it's basically being honest with, with each other about their life struggles and journeys and, and just their, their walk with Christ. I mean, that, that's fellowship. But yeah, I mean, what, what, what called me, what pulled me in? I mean, it was the message and it was the messenger. You know, Jim is, is absolutely amazing in, in his candor and his, um, you know, the word raw again, right? Just that raw message. Like it's, he'll say a thousand times, you know, it's just not a sugar coated message. It's going to necessarily leave you feeling, you know, good. Uh, and I needed that. I, I think we all do, whether we admit it or not, we all need to, to be told the truth and, um, not a message that we want to hear. And that's what got me. That's interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of times, uh, for anyone out there, if you're stagnant, you need to do things to, um, Make sure you're engaged. And uh, if the biblical message you're getting isn't clear, you need to find a place where it is clear and um, find leadership around you that engage you and equip you and empower you to um, grow more in the word. Otherwise, you won't. Right. Absolutely. You have to be challenged. And like I'm always telling my kids too, uh, life's about getting out of that comfort zone. It is, you know, it's when you grow is when you find yourself doing something that you didn't think you were capable of, you know, maybe a, a, a day or month, a week, a year, whatever earlier. Maybe it's public speaking. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is. But faith is the same way, you know, um, do a walk for a life. Right. Go to um, a food pantry. Um, show up and, and, you know, bring your, uh, you know, your tambourine and jump on the stage with with a worship team and and. and <laughs> Give it a go, right? Because these are gifts from God. And, and I, I remember hearing it so often when I was a kid, you know, use your gifts for the Lord. But, uh, man. You have to be vulnerable. 100%. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, quit trying to be perfect and just be vulnerable. Yeah. Knock it off. Knock it off. Knock it off. <laughs> that's awesome. So we'll leave it at knock it off. Knock it off. Um, so, uh, to all of you out there, a word of encouragement is just, you know, wake up. Try to be a little more vulnerable and stay in the word because the statistics say it makes a difference. Thanks for listening. Reach Out Radio is made possible by listeners like you. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and OrchardChurch.life. Share us with a friend and don't forget to tell someone about Jesus. Jesus.